Thank you for tuning in to the latest message from Island Church, Dundalk. All right, well, well praise God. We, we are, as Michelle said, so glad to be here. And you know what? Uh, uh, do you guys know Mark Brzee? Yes. All right, cool. Uh, so, so many years ago, um, I, I used to volunteer for his ministry and it, when I was living in the States. And um, he, he, he made a comment a couple of times when I heard him minister. He used to run these... Uh, monthly Holy Ghost meetings in Tulsa in the, in the sort of mid to late 90s. And yes, that is how old I am. Um, and um, and he'd, he'd often get up on the platform and he'd, he'd, you know, the worship would be done and stuff. And he'd get up on the platform and, and he'd say, and he'd look out and he'd go, I've just got so many things going on on the inside. Lord, which way do I go? And I'm like, well, you've, you must have prepared a message for today, right? You must have prepared something to, 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 to speak on today. And, and you know, how, how can you not know what you're speaking on? Now, many years later, I get up on the platform and I go, I've got so many things going on in my heart. Lord, which way do I go? I've just seen an old friend on the, the second row there. It's been a while. Um, praise God, we met in America. <laughs> um, but, but, and, and this morning, it's just kind of interesting. So Pastor Nadine got up and she said, shared some of my message. And Pastor Jason got up and he shared some of my message. And I'm sitting there going, Lord, so what's left for me to talk about? Which, which way do I go? And, um, you know, but Pastor Jason just quoted Mark 5, 6. Um, Blessed are those that hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. And I, I think one of the things that I've loved, you know, I've, I've known this church for approximately 30 hours, all right? <laughs> so I, I put, we pulled up here yesterday morning at about 8, it was 8 o'clock? It was about 8 o'clock yesterday morning. Um, and, and, and so, you know, obviously, I, I, I've met Pastor um, uh, Ryan and Kimberly, Pastor Ryan and Kimberly, uh, last year. But, 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 you know, yesterday was the first time we arrived here. And from the moment we walked through the doors, like Pastor Jason just said, we're, we're people of like faith, right? You, you could tell straight away. And, and that's so exciting because God is seeking a people at this time that will hunger for more of him. Yeah, Pastor Jason just said that. He stole my messages, I just said. So... Um, <laughs> We, we, Michelle and I were in the um, in the states uh, about about three four weeks ago, and we uh, we got to see well we heard about it when we landed this movie that has been released in the states I don't know if you've heard about it called Jesus Revolutions, and um, I'm not sure if it's been been released outside the states yet but but as we got there people started talking about this movie and I hadn't I hadn't heard about it and. Um, Oh, it's amazing, you've got to go see it, you've got to go see it. And we're like, well, we've got so much on. We're never, you know, trying to get to the movies while you're out ministering and doing different stuff. It's, it's real tricky. And, and we're like, no, but everyone's got to go, you've got to go see it, you've got to go see it. It's amazing, it's amazing, it's amazing. And um, we ended up, one of the couples that we spent a few days staying with, they, they had been to see it the previous weekend. They said, have you seen it yet? And we're like, no, we've been busy. We've kind of been ministry, conference, you know, all this kind of stuff, meetings, we've seen people, we haven't had time to go to the movies. And they said, no, we're going to take you to the movies. And they said so they carved out some time for us to go to the movies. And they, they took us to, uh, to the movies to see this movie, Jesus Revolutions. And, uh, you know, the, the only thing I can say is it's, it's, got, it's got Frasier in it. That's its kind of claim to fame. And who? Oh, and Jesus, if you watch The Ch uh, Chosen. It's the guy that plays Jesus from The Chosen. He's, he's, I, I haven't seen The Chosen, Michelle. But, but anyway, so, so this movie is about the, the Jesus revolution or the Jesus movement that kicked off in the late 60s, early 70s in the United States. 
And it was, if you like, the precursor to a lot of the charismatic renewal um, that happened uh, around the world at, at, at that time. And what it was, was, was um, crudely, it was hippies coming to Jesus. And, and it tells the story of, of, of sort of the nucleus of, of where this really exploded in, in, in California in a place called Calvary Chapel. And, and this, the story and the experience of the pastor, who was a very reserved, traditional pastor, couldn't understand all these hippies, they're crazy, they need to get saved, they need to come to Jesus, and they need to wear a suit. Um, and, you know, that was kind of his mentality. And, and, and then he had an experience with this, this guy called Lonnie, who, who, who was a complete hippie, bare feet, kind of funny clothes, long hair, um, you know, and all this kind of stuff. And, and, but he'd got saved, and he was sold out for Jesus and completely on fire. And it was the story of these two coming together and, 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 and uh, Chuck Smith allowing Lonnie to come into his church and start ministering. And guess what? When, he, when suddenly three or four or five hippies show up in your very traditional church, the very traditional church gets upset. And, and he had threats. You know, you're going to lose your job. You're going to lose your congregation. You're going to lose your church. You're gonna, you know, and the elders came and, and, and approached him and they were trying to get him to stop allowing these hippies even into the building. And, 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 you know, and he, this pastor had a, had a decision to make. There was like a turning point in his life. And he, he either had to choose, I'm going to stay with my suits and my ties and my proper way of doing things, or I'm going to allow these hippies in uh, and, and, and we're going to see what happens. And praise God, he, he, he made the decision to allow the hippies in. And revival broke out in that place. And within weeks, they had to hire a tent and put it outside the church because they couldn't fit in the church building, and, 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 and you know, they're, they're going down to the beach and they're baptizing hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people. And, and people were flocking to that part of California to, to find out what was going on and to find out uh, what, 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 you know, what, what was making the difference for the life, in the lives of all these hippies, right? These are people that are into sex, drugs, rock and roll, that, you know, the, the world is their oyster, anything goes. And, and, and the thing that really struck me about this whole movie, and it's a great movie, and it had me in tears, and I don't cry in movies, and it had me in tears. It is, it, so if it comes out, go, go see it. But, but the thing that, that really hit me was when the couple that took us, they're a little older than us, and they, they lived through some of that. They, were, they, they, they weren't in that Jesus movement, but they, they, were, um, they were teenagers in the early 70s. And, and they, they got saved, or, or certainly uh, she got saved in the early 70s. And, and, and the, their reflection of that time in history... He, he turned around and he said to me, he said, Toby, I feel we're in a very similar pivotal point in history today as we were in the late 60s and early 70s. Anything goes. The world tolerates anything. And you know what it is? It's hunger. They are looking for something. And they're looking for it in all of the wrong places. And, and, and you know what? We have, just like Chuck Smith had in those days, and a number, he wasn't the only one, but, but he had the answer. We have the answer. It's in this book. It's called The Gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, The Good News. We've got the answer. But you know what? It might mean that it's going to upset our preconceived ideas of how we're going to do church, what church looks like, 
how we're going to dress, the type of people that, that are going to come walking in through the door. Michelle and I said early on to our church, uh, we'd planted a church a few years ago, and, and we said earlier on to our original launch team, get ready for people that are smelly, ugly, you know, broken, hurt, to come through that door. And I don't want you to treat them any different than the person that comes through the door wearing a suit and tie. Because we have to be the church that is open to anyone. Jesus is looking for the people that are hungering and thirsting after righteousness. He will not only fill us, but as Pastor Jason said, you know, we, we, we are filled so that we can give, right? If we hold, it, hold on to it, you know, what, what, um, the Bible talks about uh, things that God hates, right? And things that are an abomination to him. Do you remember the one that's the abomination? Pride. Pride. God hates pride. It's an abomination, right? What is pride? Pride is saying, I've got something, you can't have it. When I, I've got the Holy Ghost, I've got the Word of God, I've got the Gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, but I don't give it away to you. That's pride. That's me saying, I've got something, I don't want you to have what I've got. You know, we can put all sorts of wrappers and excuses around it, but it's saying, I've got something I don't want you to have. Maybe I'm scared to go preach the gospel. Maybe I'm scared to tell you about... Well, that's fear of man. What, what, what's that? Pride. God is, God is calling us out. He's calling us, his church... You know, people call us weird anyway, all right? So, so you know, don't, God called us weird. Didn't he? Didn't he? Peculiar people. We're strange. We're not supposed to look like the world. We're supposed to look different, sound different, act different. So, so if you go and tell someone about Jesus and they call you weird, you say, yep, sure am. I'm weird for Jesus. But because you've got something that they need. You've got something that they don't even know that they are hungering for, but they're desperate for it. And if we hold on to it and keep it to ourselves, we're just being a people of pride. We're being a people who are hindering the move of God. We're being a people of selfishness. But if we give of what we've got, if we let it go, you know, we read it for the offering, but what a man sows to actually also reap, right? What we give away, God is going to bring back to us multiplied many times over. So you give the Holy Spirit away. You give the Word away. He's going to bring you more spirit, more Word, more understanding, more revelation because the kingdom is built on seed time and harvest. So we've got to start getting out there. We've got to get hungry. We've got to come in here. We've got to get filled. And we've got to go out. And God is calling us more than ever before, I believe, to go out. We're going to have a quick look today. Um, we'll see how it goes and we'll see... See where we flow. They didn't steal quite all of my message. Um, Acts chapter 6. We're going to have a bit of a look at a chap called Stephen. Anyone heard of Stephen? This side of the room has heard of Stephen. This side of the room's like, he's my friend from school. I, I met him. Stephen. Anyone know Stephen in the Bible? All right, a few nods. Praise God. All right, cool. We're going to have a quick look at a chap called Stephen. Acts chapter 6 and verse 8 says this, And Stephen, full of faith and power, did great wonders and signs among the people. Stephen, full of faith and power, did great wonders and signs among the people. Now, who was Stephen? He was someone of faith and power who did great wonders and signs among the people. How many of you could name 
um, a minister who you think is full of faith and power? Maybe it's your pastors. I think they're full of faith and power. All right? Someone who does signs and wonders among the people, prays for the sick, sees healing, sees deliverances, sees people set free from drugs or, or, or you know, what addictions, whatever it is. You could probably think of someone, right? Yeah, a few, few nods around the room, okay? You think of someone that stands behind the pulpit like I am today. You think of a pastor, a prophet, an apostle, an evangelist. You guys know Dermot Landy, right? Yeah, okay, so an evangelist, someone full of fire and just wants to get out there and lay hands on people and preach the gospel to them. And, right? We, we think of someone like that. Someone in the fivefold ministry. They're a man of God. They're a woman of God. Full of faith and power. Great wonders and signs among the people. Just like Stephen, right? Except one big problem. Stephen was not an apostle. He was not a prophet. He was not an evangelist. He was not a pastor. And he was not a teacher. Stephen was a waiter. Stephen was a waiter. We were in a restaurant last night having dinner, and a waitress came to our table and asked us what we wanted to eat. I was horrified. I have to, I have to tell briefly on my friend Timmy over here. Timmy and Nicola, I don't know if everyone knows Timmy. Timmy and Nicola are amazing. They're on the front row here with us. They've been chauffeuring us around. They're part of our Rhema team in, the, in, in Northern Ireland. But Timmy has this, this penchant, is that, is that a word you use over here? For something that has just broken my sensibilities as an Englishman. So I'm telling off on myself here. You guys can all throw stones at me later, okay? But the waitress came to our table and Timmy ordered the, the red Thai curry. And the waitress asked him if he wanted half and half with it. And I'm like, in my mind, half and half is milk and cream mixed together with your, in your coffee. That's an American thing, right? No, in Ireland, I have discovered in this last two days that half and half is rice and chips in the same bowl together to have with your curry. Now, I was in shock because this isn't something we do in England. If I have curry, I have rice with my curry. I, I, I'm, I'm maybe, maybe, I might have noodles, but no, I have rice with my curry. I, I don't have half, and half, half rice and half chips. This is, this is foreign to my English sensibilities. And, and, and Timmy forced me to try it. And I still haven't admitted that it tasted quite good. But, but, <laughs> but, 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 but the waitress came to the table and she, what did she do? She served us. She asked what we wanted. She asked what we needed. She provided what we, 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 we asked for. She, she came back and checked we were okay. She made sure we got our drinks or asked if we needed any, any more drinks. And then shockingly, she brought the bill and expected me to go to some till miles away to actually pay the bill. In England, they don't let you leave the table until you've paid the bill because they don't trust that you'll run off without paying. So I was, I was, Ireland's amazing. Um, so trusting. Um, but, 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 but what did she do? She served us, right? What was Stephen? He was a waiter. If we read the whole of Acts chapter 6, we might, might go there in a minute. But, but, but you know, the, the apostles had been trying to serve everyone. They'd been trying to meet the needs of all the people, both physical and spiritual. And they, they found they couldn't do it. They didn't have the capacity. They needed to spend some time in the Word and they needed to spend some time in prayer. And they're waiting tables. So, so, and, and people were getting let down. So, so, so they turned around and they said, well, let's look for... Seven men full of, full of faith and full of the Holy Ghost who can appoint over this business of serving tables. And you're kind of going, well, why do you need faith and the Holy Ghost and wisdom and all these kind of things just to wait tables? But, but that's a prerequisite qualification for anything, anyone that does anything in the kingdom of God. 
Think about that for a moment. If you want to wait tables in the kingdom of God, the apostles said, you need to be a person of faith and the Holy Spirit and wisdom and of an honest report. That's not just for the, the person standing behind the pulpit, right? That's for my friends over there in the sound booth. That's for the amazing worship team you guys have here. That's for whoever serves tea and coffee afterwards. That's for the ushers or the people that help catch or the people that are serving in the children's. We need to be of honest report. We need to be people of faith. We need to be people full of the Holy Spirit. And we need to be people full of wisdom. Not just the, not just the preacher. But this is the example the book of Acts set, that the, the, the apostles set, right? So, so, so just to be a waiter, they wanted people full of the Holy Spirit, full of faith, full of wisdom, full of the Word of God. Stephen was not an apostle, a prophet, a pastor, evangelist, or teacher. Yet he was full of faith and power and did great wonders and signs among the people. Think about that for a moment. Stephen was a waiter. Anyone ever been a waiter in here or waitress? Three of us. Four of us. I saw four. Okay, I, I, I did waitering for a while. It's not a particularly glamorous profession, in my opinion. I didn't enjoy it much, but, but I learned some things. Uh, and I can now hold at least three or four plates on, on one arm. It's, I, I do it at home every now and then to, to scare the kids. Um, but he was a waiter, just like the four of us have been. Maybe you're a plumber. Maybe you're a, a computer engineer. Maybe you're a, you know, you're a... I met a physicist yesterday. She was, she was incredibly brainy. Um, I, yeah, not far cleverer than me. Um, you know, it doesn't matter what you're doing. The point is, if we're believers, we're supposed to be full of faith. We're supposed to be full of the Holy Spirit. And we are supposed to be able to do great wonders and signs among the people. Stephen preached one of the few sermons that has been fully recorded in the Bible. So I was trying to think last night, of, 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 or maybe it's this morning, but, but in how many sermons in their entirety were recorded in the, uh, in, in, in the book of Acts? There's not many other. Uh, Peter, Acts chapter 2. We see, see a few snippets every now and then, a, a few sentences. But, but in Acts chapter um, 7 here, we see Stephen's whole, whole sermon captured. Again, not a, not a teacher, not a prophet, not a pastor, not an evangelist, not an apostle. Yet his whole message, he was able to preach a message that caused the, the learned people of the day to gnash their teeth and get angry. Yet he was a waiter. Who was, who was, do you remember who was, who was standing there holding the coats when Stephen preached his amazing gospel message? Paul, as he was at the time, Saul. The, the great persecutor of the church was standing there holding the coats and consenting to Stephen's death, consenting to him being stoned. And I was reflecting on that this week and I was thinking, wow, Paul stood there and heard Stephen's gospel message. 
I think we said yesterday, our job as believers, Jesus never said that you and I were supposed to go and get people saved. You don't have the power to get someone saved. Jesus said, go preach. Go preach the good news. Tell them about me. Point them at me. And I will save them. Stephen preached the gospel. Paul heard the message. What happened? A seed was sown. We know a couple of chapters later, he's on the road to Damascus and again referred to earlier on. Sermon stealing going on all over the place here. Um, but but, but, but Paul, Paul received the gospel, right? Supernatural encounter with God. But don't you think Stephen's message maybe sowed a few seeds that created a harvest of Saul's salvation? Stephen wasn't an apostle, he wasn't a prophet, he wasn't a pastor, he wasn't a teacher, he wasn't an evangelist, he wasn't in fivefold ministry, but he still preached a sermon that contributed to the salvation of the individual who wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. Think about the impact of Stephen's life. What happened after Stephen got martyred, do you know? So Stephen got stoned to death after his, his great gospel message. Tragedy. But what happened after that? Does anyone know? Anyone know? Oh, I'm going to have to go to that one then, aren't I? <laughs> what happened? Well, two things happened. Um, can't remember where I've written that, so we'll go on. What happened after Stephen got stoned to the death was great persecution came on the church. And it says, that, it says in um, verse, I think it's chapter, let's have a look, I think it's chapter 8 and verse 1. Let's just go there. So chapter 8 verse 1 says, Saul was one of the witnesses and he agreed completely with the killing of Stephen. Then it says in verse 2, a great wave of persecution began that day, sweeping over the church in Jerusalem, and all the believers except the apostles were scattered through the regions of Judea and Samaria. Some devout men came and buried Stephen with great mourning, but Saul was going everywhere to destroy the church, and he went from house to house, dragging out both men and women to throw them into prison. But, don't you love buts? But, despite what happened before this, but, verse 4, the believers who were scattered preached the good news about Jesus wherever they went. The believers who were scattered went everywhere preaching the word. Who went everywhere? The apostles? The prophets? The pastors? The evangelists? The teachers? No, it says here that the apostles stayed in Jerusalem. Yep, apostles stayed in Jerusalem. That's what my Bible says. Who went? Who went? Who went? Say, say it again. Who, who went? You're not convinced, are you? Who went? Uh, I'm trying and it's just not. Who are the believers? Thank you. Us. If you're a believer in this room, stand up. All right. Why are you in here? Surely you should be out there, right? Preaching everywhere. Did you know 
you have the same access to the same thing, the same faith, the same power, the same Holy Ghost, the same signs, wonders and miracles that Stephen did. You, you are no different from Stephen. I know that this is not, I'm not doing a kind of rah-rah kind of message right now. I'm trying to help us to understand that if you're standing right now and you consider yourself a believer, even if you're sitting and you consider yourself a believer, you have access to the same faith, the same Holy Spirit, the same signs, wonders, miracles, healings, deliverances, the gifts of the Holy Spirit that Stephen had. He's no better than you. He was a believer. He was a waiter. He served tables. He had a hunger after God. You can, you can be seated. He had a hunger after God. And God used him. Just like God wants to use you. Just like God wants to use you. He doesn't, he, he's, he's not saving it for the people that stand up here behind the pulpit. He's not saving his power, his anointing, his Holy Spirit for people that stand behind the pulpit. The Bible tells us that those that stand behind the pulpit, what we call the fivefold ministry, the apostle, prophet, pastor, evangelist, and teacher, are here for the purpose of edifying or building up the church, the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry. Ephesians chapter 4. For the, our, our, job, our job is to equip you to do the ministry. The problem is in the traditional Roman church that we've had for the last couple of thousand years, we've turned it around and said that the priest, the vicar, the, you know, whatever denomination you come from, the person behind the pulpit is the person that does the ministry. That's not the Bible example, though. The Bible example is the, the prophet, the apostle, the, the, the pastor, the teacher, the evangelist are for the equipping of the saints so that the saints can go and do the work of the ministry. So that the saints can go out into the streets, just like these believers did when they were scattered everywhere, preaching the gospel, laying hands on the sick, doing what Jesus told us to do in Mark chapter 16, casting out demons, speaking with new tongues, and then the Lord would follow them, confirming his word with signs and with wonders. So whose job is it to, to preach the gospel? Yeah, I don't know, about a quarter of the room. Who's, who's, whose job is it to preach the gospel? Put your hand up. If it's your job to preach the gospel, put your hand up. If it's your job to lay hands on the sick, put your hand up. If it's your job to cast out demons, put your hand up. If it's your job to speak in new tongues, put your hand up. Right? Is, is it my job? Well, yes. Because I'm one of you. I'm a believer, right? But it doesn't matter that, I, that I'm a pastor or that I'm a teacher or that I stand behind the pulpit. I, 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 my, 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 I have to do that job because I'm a believer. Just like you are. I'm no better than you. I might study the Bible a bit longer because I've got to stand up here behind the pulpit and equip you guys. But I'm no better than you. We are all able to go and do what God has called us to do. And, and there is a, a, a yearning, if you like. There is a... a, 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 a what's the word? Um, there is a need. There is a need for the church, for you and for me, to rise up and take our place like never before. In the book of Acts, the Jesus, what did Jesus tell them in Acts chapter 1? He said, I'm going to send the Holy Spirit, right? Uh, and, and then when he's come, I want you to go, where? To Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, 
and the uttermost parts of the earth. To do what? To preach the gospel. To take that power that I've equipped you with and to take it out. And what did they all do? They all stayed in Jerusalem. And it wasn't until Acts chapter 8 when the, the persecution became so great that they had to leave Jerusalem that they actually did what Jesus told them to do, which was take the gospel to the world. But when they did take the gospel to the world, guess what happened? They saw people saved, delivered, healed, signs, wonders, miracles. And, and I kind of think that, that, that we, the church today in the 21st century, by and large, is in the same condition as the church was in Jerusalem before Acts chapter 8. We are staying in our little bubbles. Now, we, we might not be in Jerusalem physically, but we're staying in our little churches. We're staying in our little communities. We're, we're having a great old time, you know, us Word Faith type people. We're having a great old time in the Word and the Holy Spirit. We're getting fat on the Word. We're getting full of the Spirit. But we're staying in Jerusalem. And it took great persecution coming upon the church for them to leave Jerusalem. I don't know about you, but I'm seeing greater persecution coming upon the church now than I've seen in my lifetime. Um, I also don't know about you, but I don't really want to feel that persecution hit me personally before I go and do what Jesus told me to do. I'd rather just get on and do it. We've, we've, we've kind of got a choice here. We've got a choice. We can, we can stay here until it gets so hot that we have to leave, right? Or we can just get on and do it now. I'd, I'd rather be ahead of the curve. But we've got to make that choice. And, and it's not about whether you're a prophet, pastor, evangelist, as I keep saying. It's about whether you're a believer. It's about whether you're a believer. Stephen was a believer. He wasn't, he wasn't a prophet. He wasn't an apostle. He wasn't a pastor or a teacher. He was simply a believer. There were three things that I want to bring our attention to around Stephen. Firstly, he was a servant. He was a waiter, right? How, don't, don't, don't put your hands up. I, I, I don't know your church at all. So I've been here 30 hours, right? So I, but how many of you serve in the church? First, the first criteria for Stephen's use was he actually came to be a waiter. When they chose him, he said, yes. Are you serving in the church? The second criteria for Stephen's use was he was a man full of faith. And, and, and we know that faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. So if, if, if Stephen was a man of faith, he was by default a man of the word of God. So, second question, are you a person of the Word of God? Are you a person of faith? Now, I don't just mean, can you quote 30 scriptures to me? I mean, are you a person who has faith in their heart, but action to go with their faith? Faith without works is dead, being alone. The Bible tells us we're supposed to put action to our faith. So what are you doing with your faith? Stephen was a man full of faith. So he was a man full of action. He was outworking his faith in his life. And thirdly, Stephen was a man full of the Holy Spirit. He was a man full of the Holy Spirit. So Stephen had three, three things going on. He was a servant. Was, I'm sure there were others, but three things that I'm picking on today. He was a servant he was a man full of the Word, a man full of faith, and he was a man full of the Holy Spirit. 
Now, are you, again, don't put your hands up, think about it on the inside, think about it for yourself. Are you a person who is a servant? Are you serving where you've been planted? What are you doing for the kingdom of God? Second, are you a person of faith? Are you a person of the word of God who puts the word first in all they do in life? A person who acts on the word of God. And third, are you a person full of the Holy Spirit? And I don't just mean have you been baptized in the Holy Spirit? Do you speak with other tongues? I mean, are you a person that stays full of the Holy Spirit? I've met people who've been baptized in the Holy Spirit over the years they, they, they may have been baptized 30 years ago, but they sure aren't living full of the Holy Spirit today. They're the most depressing, dry person, people you've ever met in your life. We need, we need to stay full of the Holy Spirit every day of our lives. How many of you drive a car? Some of you, all right. I'm sure everyone knows that if you drive a car, every now and then you have to go and put fuel in it. Even with these fancy schmancy electric car things, you still have to plug it in every now and then and charge it up, right? You have to give the thing something, some, some energy that it can use to propel it, right? Uh, I have a car, I don't know, it costs, I was actually really celebrating the other day because for the first time in, I don't know, two years, um, I filled it up from pretty much empty for under 100 pounds. Um, <laughs> And I'm quite jealous of you guys because your, your diesel is, is significantly cheaper than we can get it any, anywhere around where I live. Um, but, um, but, but, you know, when I put 100 pounds in that car, I expect to get about 500 miles out of my car. Um, when I've done that 500 miles, guess what I need to do? Refuel. I need to refuel it, don't I? I need to go back to the petrol station, pop the, pop the diesel in, fill it up and pay another 100 pounds. The, 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 the problem is, I think, with a lot of the church, we think that, um, I know it's not you guys, I'm not talking to you guys, you know this, right? But a lot of the church thinks one filling was enough. I got filled in 1978, and, 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 and you know, I, I don't need to come back for more. Well, they ran out like in 1979, <laughs> and, and they really need to come back for some more. We, we, we need to stay full of the Holy Spirit. We need to stay full of the Word. Why, why, why does it say faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God? It's a, you know, if you actually study that out, it's, it's hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing. It's a, it's a continual kind of sense of, 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 of continually hearing the word of God. Why? Because, because you know what? If we don't keep hearing that thing, our, our faith weakens. The world gets in and it kind of dilutes our faith. But if we keep hearing it and hearing it and hearing it and hearing it, our faith will grow. The same with the Holy Spirit. I can be filled once, I can have the most amazing experience, but if I never have another filling, I'm going to run out of fuel. So, we, so we've got to, if we want to be like Stephen was, if we want to be people of faith, people of the Spirit, people who see signs and wonders and miracles, we've got to determine in our hearts I think Pastor Jason said this earlier on, there's things that God will do, but there's things we've got to do. And you and I have to determine in our hearts that we're going to be these three things. I'm going to be a person who serves. I'm going to do what God wants me to do wherever he wants me to do it. I'm going to be a person of faith. 
I'm going to be a person who continues to hear the word. Uh, you know, at our church, we, we read a chapter a day together as a church. A chapter's not a lot, right? But actually, a chapter's something everyone can do. There's no excuse. If you just say one chapter, there's no excuse. So we try and read a chapter a day just to get a little bit of the word going into us a day as a church, every day as a church, because the word is so important to our life. And thirdly, we need to be a people of the Spirit. We need to be people who are continually being filled with the Holy Ghost. Ephesians chapter 5, uh, verse uh, 18 says, Do not be drunk with wine wherein is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. Be filled with the Spirit. The Amplified Bible says, And do not get drunk in wine, for that's debauchery, but ever be filled, ever be filled, and stimulated with the Holy Spirit. And the message version of the Bible says this, don't drink too much wine. That cheapens your life. Drink the Spirit of God. Huge drafts of Him. Huge drafts of Him. Have, have, have you ever um, seen, maybe, don't, don't, don't tell me if you've participated, but have you ever seen a drinking contest? Uh, you know, and these guys line up the, 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 the pints of, of, of whatever, ale, Guinness, whatever. Guinness, that's probably what you line up around here, I guess, I don't know. But, you know, and they, they, they chug it. Anyone seen that? Yeah. No one's admitting. Everyone's stony-faced. Never been involved with anything like that in our entire lives. Okay, I'm talking, you know. But picture it, chug, chug, chugging those pints, huge drafts. The Bible tells us, message version, huge drafts of the Holy Spirit. He wants us to, to get drunk on Him. Not, not, not on wine we're in his excess, but on him. We can get drunk on him. We can consume huge drafts of the Holy Spirit. And he wants us to. In Acts chapter 2, I'm going I'm to wrap up now in, in, in a moment, but um, I don't know, I don't even know how long I've been going, sorry. Um, but uh, in Acts chapter 2, do you remember the day of Pentecost? What happened? One person at the back over there remembers the day of Pentecost, okay? Day of, day of Pentecost, what, what happened? They're all in the upper room, right? And, and they were all gathered together in one accord. Church come together waiting on God. And what happened? The Holy Spirit came down. Cloven tongues, like as a fire, rested upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And they spoke with new tongues as the uh, Spirit gave them utterance. And, and, and they went out in the streets and everyone heard them speaking in their own languages. And Peter got up and he preached the gospel and 3,000 people came to salvation that day. But two chapters later, Acts chapter 4, pretty much the same group of people have gone back to, to, to a place together, their own company, because Peter and John, they'd raised someone up from the dead, uh, from, from, uh, uh, not dead, um, they'd raised up some, a paralyzed guy, lame guy up at the gate, beautiful, and they got cussed, right? They got completely moaned at by, by, by the Pharisees and the Sadducees, and they moaned at them, and they, they told them off, never preach anymore in this name, and da-da-da-da-da. And, and, and so they went back to their own company. Who were they with in Acts chapter 2? Their own company their friends, their family, their church. So in Acts chapter 4, they came back to their own company and they said, they told us, they've threatened us and they joined together in prayer and they said, Lord, they've threatened us, but you are amazing. You're the God of heaven and earth. You, you are give us boldness to preach your word. Give, give, stretch forth your hand to heal. 
The signs and wonders will be done through the name of our holy child, the Lord Jesus Christ. That was their prayer. They, they threatened us, but Lord, you, you are bigger than their threats. Give us boldness to preach your word. Stretch forth your, who's the hand of God? We are, the church, right? We're the, who, who are they praying that he, he, God stretches out? Them. Stretch us out to heal. Stretch us your hand out to heal on this earth that signs and wonders will be done through the name of our holy child, the Lord Jesus Christ. And what happened when they finished praying? They were all filled with the Holy Spirit. These are the same guys that were filled in Acts chapter 2. Why do they need more filling? Well, because guess what? Just like my, my full galaxy, it runs out of fuel every now and then. They needed refilling. And then it says that the building shook power of God was so strong in that place and they went out of that place and preached the word boldly. Signs and wonders and, and you know you can go on and read it all right. Are we any better than them? Do we think that we don't need a refilling? We absolutely need a refilling. We absolutely need to be full of the word every day. We absolutely need to be full of the Holy Spirit every single day of our lives. My challenge for you guys today is to be a people full of faith and the Holy Spirit. Be a people of service, but be a people full of faith and the Holy Spirit. Don't hold it to yourselves, but take it out of this building. Take it out of your home. Take it onto the streets. Take it onto the, the bus or the train or the plane or the, the, into the hospital or into the school or into the business that you work for, wherever it is you go, wherever it is, wherever it is you do life. Take that faith. Take that Holy Spirit that you are full of with you and tell someone about Jesus. Lay hands on a sick person. Cast out a devil. Speak in new tongues. Do the work of the ministry. Because that's what you are called to do. Whatever your job is, whatever your, your, your secular role, you are called to do the work of the ministry. But you need to be a people full of faith and full of the Holy Spirit. Just like Stephen. Not an, not an apostle, not a prophet, not a pastor, not a teacher, not an evangelist. A believer. How many believers have we got in the room today? Praise God. Father God, we just thank you. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your Holy Spirit. We thank you that you want to use us. You want to use us to do what you want to do. Hallelujah. Uh, Leah, could you just thank you? Thank, Father God, we just thank you. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you. Just thank him right now. Thank him for his word. Thank him for his spirit. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory to God in the highest. Glory to God. Glory to God. Come, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Now, if you want to be used, if you want God to use you, you want to be like Stephen. You want to be a person full of faith and power, the Holy Spirit, person who sees signs, wonders, miracles, healings and deliverances. I want you to make a declaration today. Um, and, and, and I don't want you to make a declaration from your seat. I want you to make a declaration right up here. If you want to be one of those people, you know, we can pray for you. 
The Bible tells us that when they laid hands on people, they got filled with the Holy Spirit. One way of administering the Holy Spirit, it's not the only way of being, receiving the Holy Spirit, but one way of receiving the Holy Spirit is to have hands laid on you. And, and, and if that's you today and you want to be refilled, maybe you've been filled before, that's fine, but you want to be refilled with the Holy Spirit. You want to be equipped for service. You want to go out of this place today and in the weeks, days, weeks and months to come, you want to be like Stephen. You want to be someone who preaches the gospel and sees people saved. You want to be someone who lays hands on the sick and sees them recover. You want to cast out devils and see, see them leave. Then come to the front right now and we'll just lay hands on you real quick. We'll pray for you. And I believe that the Holy Spirit is going to fill you and equip you for service like never before. Father God, we just worship you. Just, but, but everyone, just keep an attitude of worship. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In the Great Commission, we see that when Jesus told them to go and he told them to lay hands on the sick and he told them to preach the gospel, it says that after he went up, the disciples went out and he worked through them. He worked through them confirming his word with signs, wonders, yes, and miracles. He wants to work through you. Thank you Lord Jesus. For, the, for the disciple and Jesus to work together, it's a partnership. He's looking for partnership. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord you are his body. You are his hands. You are his feet. He needs you to go. And he wants you to remember that as you go, as you step out in faith, he is there with you. You don't have to worry about what to say. He will fill your mouth. He, he will fill your mouth. You have the greater one on the inside of you. And as you open your mouth in obedience, he will fill your mouth. So don't be concerned about what I will say. When you lay hands on the sick, he's asking you to lay, put your hands on the sick and he will work through you. It's not your own power he just needs your obedience and Jesus said go and I will work through you so it's partnership if we do not go he can't work if we want to see Jesus work in our communities on the streets in the workplace then we must go and allow him to work through us you know Toby mentioned that Peter and John at the gate beautiful they had something the lame man thought he knew what he wanted he thought he needed arms. He thought he needed some finances. But no, he needed Jesus. And they walked past him that day and they stopped because they realized and remembered they have the solution. They have the answer. And everybody in this place today, you have the answer. You have the solution. And Jesus is saying, will you go? Because I need vessels to work through. And you are those vessels. So as we lay hands on you and you have get that refilling, remember when you leave here today, you are going in partnership with Jesus to do the work of the ministry. Amen. Praise the Lord, church. I sure hope your spiritual ears were tuned in today. Amen. Because the Lord was speaking to us. Amen. Was speaking great things forth. What a blessed time together. I'm just going to close in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you for your word, Lord. We thank you for your presence. We thank you, Jesus, that you came and spent the morning with us, Lord. Oh, we thank you for speaking to our hearts, Lord. So we attach our faith to what we've heard, Lord. 
we go. We know what we we know what's on the inside of us. We came to get filled, Lord. We came to get refueled. We came to get refreshed. And now we want to give. We want to give because we've been freely given, Lord. So I just pray, Lord, as we exit out of this place. Give us opportunities, Father, to share the gospel this morning. Give us opportunities to share what we have on the inside. To, to share the hope that we have in you, Jesus. To lay hands on the sick. To set, to lay hands on the oppressed and to watch you set them free Lord it's not us it's you but we are willing vessels for your use Lord oh we want to live our lives Lord empty in ourselves continually Lord if there's any flesh tries to creep its way back in we want to continually have the attitude and have the heart of emptying ourselves Lord of us so we can be more full of you continually fill and continually fill and continually fill and you just want us to to position ourselves Lord in a place where you can fill us so I thank you Lord for your goodness for your love the love of a father and your children thank you Lord that you're faithful I thank you father as we leave this place that your angels go before us Lord Lord we we speak Psalm 91 over us Lord because we are in the secret place of the Most High, we abide under the shadow of the Almighty and we say of the Lord, we speak, we use our words that you are our refuge, you are our strong tower. No evil shall befall us, no plague shall come near our dwelling place, no sickness, no disease will prosper against us because we're so full of your spirit, Lord, that nothing can even stay or come near us, Lord. You give your angels charge over us, Lord, keeping us safe. I pray, Lord, as we go home, as we go to work, as we travel to and from wherever we need to go, Lord, that your hand is upon us. We are protected and we are led by your spirit in everything that we do. I thank you, Lord, that we walk in love towards you and walk in faith towards you, Lord, and always loving one another as you've called us to do. So, Lord, I close in declaring that here at Island Church Tundalk, we are covered by your blood. We're empowered by your word and we are anointed by the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. We are so glad you could join us for our latest message. We are located right in the center of the town and we would love for you to call in and see us. Details are on our website at islandchurchdundalk.ie.